Welcome to the Build and Revitalize podcast, brought to you by SME. I'm your host, Allie Fry. The series tackles a topic that's really near and dear to my heart, gender inclusion in the AEC industry. Over the next few episodes, we'll talk to industry leaders on the importance of inclusion and how to establish initiatives that support women in the workplace. We're beginning our series on gender inclusion in the AEC industry with an expert on inclusion, Laleen Mitchell. She has served in the construction industry for over 20 years and currently works for BBI Construction in the San Francisco Bay Area as a client development and project manager. She's also served locally, regionally, and nationally on boards for the National Association of Women in Construction, or NAWIC, and was most recently voted in as the president-elect for the 2022 year. Welcome to the show, Laleen. Thank you so much, Allie. It's exciting to be here. Glad to have you here. So to kind of kick things off here, gender inclusion is a hot topic right now in our industries and really the world over. So to start, what got you interested in gender inclusion in construction and why? That's an interesting question. I have to say I've always been a bit of a feminist because I grew up in a very male-oriented household. My father ran the show. Kids were to be seen and not heard, and women particularly were to be beautiful and not talkative. So let's just say that all along, I wanted to be seen and heard. And so that ran through education up into actual work all the way through to when I joined the construction industry and realized that the majority of my peers were women in the office in the lower echelons of our company. And to say that I wanted to climb the ladder like everybody else and run the projects, that's what got me started thinking about what difference it made in terms of gender equity. It's interesting that you say that because uh, there's a general feeling among my circles and some women that I've spoken to through NAWIC and other organizations that women in construction tend not to advance to higher positions at the same rate as their male counterparts. Is this valid in your experience? And what are your thoughts on changing or reversing that perspective? (laughs) It's absolutely valid. I have to say here in the Bay Area, there is Dr. Kelly McElhaney, who teaches at the University of California at Berkeley. And she had a saying I sat in on one of her talks and she said, likes, likes, like. And just for the simple ease of human beings picking the things that they like, that look like them, that act like them, like, likes, like. It's just easy. And for a myriad of other reasons, it's simple. People want to do what's easy and repeat it. And so I think that often, because we are in a male-dominated industry, it's not necessarily intentional or they don't mean to keep us out on purpose, but the idea is that it's easy to call up a friend and ask, and the friend is generally a male who looks just like them and who has gone to schools the same places they have and has done the same things that they do. So it's just simple. So what we have to do is to push, number one, with the numbers of women that we get into construction and help them stay in construction so that there's a large enough, let's just call it a sample set, 
for us to really be able to move, move the needle and to make a difference with that. But we also have to continue to push and to to be aggressive about stating our intentions and our desires and wanting to climb those ladders and also hopefully starting our own companies and, and doing it ourselves so that there are more and more opportunities available to grow and to reach those upper echelons. Yeah, it's it's funny that you talk about like, likes, like, because I've heard it as a hiring bias and other cognitive biases that you're not even aware of. So what have you seen work really well to help people kind of overcome those unconscious bias to say, hey, you know, maybe someone who's different than me could really help in this position? It's interesting that you ask that because that is another challenge that I think that a lot of the companies face. Many of these folks have been doing the same things in the same ways for a very long time. And again, it's not necessarily that they intend for their actions to be limiting. It's just easy for them not to have to think about it and just do we'll do it the same way we did it last year. Or we'll do it the same way we, we did it when we needed this candidate last time. I feel like if we offered solutions to those irritations that we suffer, we might get them to change or to implement it just because we've made it easy for them. And we can now provide those options or opportunities that they weren't even aware of or that they truly didn't know how to find. You know, for instance, going out to historically black colleges to look for different candidates, those that don't look like them, for other people of color, for women, going to National Association of Women in Construction or other organizations that are more female centric. That's what they need to do. That's how they need to go about changing the methodology that they've used previously to enlarge their, their pool. But it's not an easy thing for folks to do. When you talk about kind of enlarging this pool and looking for these diverse candidates, when you were first looking for a career as you went forward, how did you find the construction industry? And was there a woman that encouraged you to pursue that? <laughs> so funny. Again, I talked about my family. My father and my brother were very handy. And my father uh, was always working on something around the house. And he would always incorporate my brother. I was the gopher. And I have to admit, I was the youngest. But I think because I was a girl, he was less likely to also ask me to do things and help. And I really wanted to learn that. So after I had my daughter, I went back to school uh, at a junior college and took a carpentry class just so I could learn. Well, my carpentry teacher happened to be a woman, and she laughed at me and said, you're too old to swing a hammer, and you have computer skills. You need to go into project management. And that's how I ended up in my second sort of career after, again, my daughter, going into construction, because it was what I always wanted to learn and understand. I always stood around and watched my dad and brother build these things and wanted to learn. I wanted to understand it. I wanted to unravel the mystery that was there for me and to create these beautiful things that they did. And that's really how I stumbled into project management. And again, the computer skills were very helpful because at the time that's when computers were really kind of being dragged in and people were realizing how much they could do for our industry. So some of it's timing, but it's also a desire to learn and to master an area that I really wasn't familiar with and that I didn't know enough about. That's wonderful. I have to say that I had a similar experience where I actually met with a male engineer when I was in high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do, knew I wanted to go to college, and I ended up shadowing a civil engineer for the day and realized, hey, this is a really cool job, 
and I've got a lot of opportunities here. And as I've went forward in my career, as you've mentioned NAWIC, I'm also an active NAWIC member. The women that I've met through that organization are inspirational. I'd like to pivot a little bit and look kind of inward at how companies can develop gender inclusion programs. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world, busy work schedules, especially in the AEC industry. Why is it important for companies to put time and energy into creating their own women's organization or supporting a local women organization in their industry? It's better for everyone. I think that all of us have attended team building exercises. And if you were listening to the facilitator or the instruction instructor, I think you'll remember, and repeatedly, I would bet that they would tell you how much better your team did as a team rather than just as an individual. Because multiple minds put on any one problem, come up with more diverse scenarios, more creative ways to, to solve the problems. And with that diversity brings not only solutions, but productivity. And of course, that means more money. And isn't that what the business is there to do? Make more money or to at least provide a good living for those that they do employ and themselves included? So if nothing else, it's it's a win-win in the sense of that any organization that expands and diversifies is generally going to be in a better position in the marketplace and, and help more people while they're at it. So while you're talking about that, does BBI have its own internal women's initiative, or are they looking to potentially start one? Our company is a little under 50, or we hover right around 50 50 people. We're about 33% female, which is pretty good, and I'm very proud of that. And while we don't have a women's initiative, we support any of the women that have an interest in networking. A lot of us belong to the San Francisco NAWIC chapter. So there are other methods that we do to support them, but we don't actually have a women's initiative right now. It's a good point to say, hey, if you do have a smaller company, maybe you don't need an internal group. There's a lot of resources out there in the industry to still make those connections, to still have those role models for your female employees. Absolutely. Let's talk about your observations of what we're currently doing for women in the industry Uh, Where would you like to see that go? Are there any specific areas to focus on first to help kind of bridge this gap of gender inclusion in the industry? That's challenging. And I, I chuckle because there are so many different ones. I don't even know where to start. But I would say that I would like to see us work on breaking down the standard myths. You know, women are more emotional, so they can't be managers. Every woman's going to take a break to start a family. So why should we invest in her? Women aren't strong enough to do this job. You know, I could go on for hours talking about all the negative things that I've heard. But I think the positive thing, and like I said earlier, is to enlarge our sample set within the industry. We're hovering around 9% and we've been here for a long, long time. I do think that we need to continue to appeal to the younger women and show them opportunities and, you know, the fact that you can feed your family on a construction wage very well, even if you're a single mom. Those things can should be taken in consideration when you're selecting a career. It's not easy what we do, but I think that, again, the more of us that get in here, the more that we'll show women can completely do this job and do it well. And then each one of us needs to reach back and bring the next one forward. I just think that we have to get out there and keep doing the job, keep pushing, and keep trying to expand those numbers. I hope 
by the time I retire, it will be at 15 or 20%. But unless we start measuring and managing those measurements, I don't think it's going to change much. Can you share a couple of stories from your years working in the construction industry where you feel, hey, I've really triumphed? Finding a superintendent who was willing to really spend some time explaining the procedures, the processes, explaining what was happening, pushing me to you know, get up on the ladder, go check out the pan deck. They're going to pour tomorrow. You need to go go see what, what where everything is and understand before the, the pump truck gets here and, and before they cover all this stuff up. Go check that out. You know, come back and tell me what you saw, that kind of stuff. Those were, to me, little wins because I always felt when you walk on site that the guys always kind of think that, you know, oh, you're just you're just here to, you know, file papers or not really necessarily understand what we do. So every time somebody took a real interest and wanted to explain and help me better understand what they did, I felt like that was a bit of a win. And it, it I hope, laid the foundation for them talking to other women who were new in their field or who were new on that site to help welcome them or at least let them know that they could ask questions. Sometimes I think just being there made a difference in that sense. And, and those were almost as victorious as the, you know, walk up the project management ladder. From my perspective, I started in college as an engineering technician doing those special inspections. And let me tell you, it's pretty challenging for a 22-year-old woman on a first time on a construction site telling a contractor that's been doing it for 30 years that they're <laughs> out of spec and wrong. <laughs> I can just imagine that conversation. <laughs> so, Laleen, as we're wrapping up our talk today, I did want to ask one last question. What's your best piece of advice to find success in the AEC industry? Well, Allie, this has been a lot of fun. I would say my final words would be to absolutely be yourself, to find what you like and dig in and then just persist stick to it, work as hard as you can, enjoy it as much as you can, and just keep going and see where it takes you. Because even though you start out with one thing, sometimes you end up in a different spot and you realize it's perfect. That's very true, Laleen. And I just want to thank you again for chatting with us today and we'll look forward to hearing from you soon. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. You've just listened to the first episode of the Build and Revitalize podcast on gender inclusion in the AEC industry. We hope you enjoyed it. Our series continues with an interview with SME's CEO, Mark Kramer. Mark's been a champion for starting SME's Women's Resource Network, WRN. We'll talk about why SME decided now was the time to start a women's initiative. Be sure to subscribe to the Build and Revitalize podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Check out www.sme-usa.com slash podcasts to join the conversation, access show notes, and catch our series on diversity and inclusion in the AEC industry. While you're at it, connect with SME USA on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for listening.